Those of you familiar, that uh, was to the tune of not a Marvel uh, television show. Might be the other guy, but uh, welcome to our uh, Nurky Vision, uh, Wanda Vision. Welcome, welcome, travelers. So we are getting deep into this. Um, again, welcome to Every Man's Guide to Nerddom. Where we are two 30 to 40 something year olds um, who talk about pretty much whatever we want. I'm Chris. And I'm Kyle. You guys might know us online as a Guyver in KSIG. And uh, well, this is always our, for our Nerdkeys on One Division, our special guest, Justin. How are you doing today? Or tonight, I'm I guess. Happy Valentine's Day to both of you. Oh, we are recording this on. Valentine's Day in the middle of the historic coldest it's ever been in recorded in Oklahoma right now. Nice. But so uh, I've got a special Valentine's for both of you, but you have to go to our Every Man's Guided Nerdum OnlyFans page to see it. So <laughs> $2.99 a month. Um Happy VD to all. <laughs> oh, we, literally, we all get VDs. Um, yeah. So let's dive into this. Um, but before we dive into episode six, um, which is called All New Halloween Spooktacular. Holy shit. That's basically what I got to say about the episode. Holy mm-hmm. well, shit. Do you guys have it? Thanks, Thanks for tuning up. in. Uh, hey, yep. Thank you. Um, <laughs> These guys didn't cover anything at all. <laughs> <laughs> all they said was holy shit and then fell asleep. One star. Huh. Typical Only Valentine's for 20 minutes. Day. We were ready to go after that. Um, yeah. Just need to rest yeah, my eyes just, for a second. Holy shit. So we're going to go frame by frame it again just because I love how we're doing it this way. And I think that's how we're going to continue doing Nurkies just because it's, it's fun. And just to dive deep into this and try and analyze it. But again, holy shit. All right. So I'm hitting play, gentlemen. Um, you know, of course, we start off with the typical Marvel Studios logo. But what I loved about the start of this episode is we have Billy and Tommy talking to one another. Did you all catch what happened at the very beginning? Well, okay, so it looks like that they are starting with an old 90s uh, cassette player or uh, video camera. Because in the corner, you have like the widescreen and like the tracking and everything and like the battery levels and how long you have into it, 16-bit, 16-bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and you you know what this is parodying, right? 
Yes. Do you? So, yes. The whole Malcolm in the Middle opening. I mean, even the fonts are the same. Oh, and and the way that it kind of did the uh, the glitching like a VCR. I yeah. thought it was great. And Wanda yeah. as Lois. Yes. <laughs> yeah, which is brilliant um, how it keeps going forward. And so I'm wondering, you know, what's the next phase, what the next um, show, or if they're just going to drop it at some point once it actually comes up to, um, you know, real time. But I'm okay. pulling Game of Thrones or something like. I've heard, I've heard next one is going to be um, Modern Family. Uh, okay. Pass. <laughs> <laughs> so. What I loved about this, though, is it's parroting Malcolm in the Middle, but at the same time, it's very WandaVision. Like, when Wanda's brushing her teeth and shoes him out of the bathroom to close the door, instead her hand glows red with the hex power and shuts it. When they mm -hmm. mess with Vision, he walks through the couch. And, you know, then it says the Vision, which I just thought was just brilliant. Um, and then I don't then for you two who have a thing for Agnes with her uh, bedazzled butt jeans or like sweats she was wearing at the fridge. Yeah. Very what did it say on it? Do yeah. you guys know? I can oh, never catch that. I'm gonna pause it. I'm gonna pause it again. I think it says it says naughty. No, 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 no. Let's That's go really back good. to I'm gonna pause it again. How well, many times I missed it the first time. It, right? No, I just we just got the first pause right now. Hey, Agnes. <laughs> it's it's been paused since Friday for Kyle. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, I saw there, somebody made a comment about the. Uh, it does. It says it says naughty in the. Uh, someone someone made a comment about the the font. That was used when she bedazzled her ass, in naughty that it didn't seem like a like the typical whimsical style butt font i guess you could say is uh -huh. you would normally see someone know that it seemed like it was a little more um not various what's the word i'm looking for uh naughty modern kind of <laughs> halloween style like if, if you were you know making like halloween cards or something you would something that was spooky you would use right that style no let me pause it again and see here i can kind of see that yeah maybe it's somebody you know a little bit of a stretch with it but all right so I'm, I'm still did you guys catch yeah but. when you do frame for frame did you catch what the picture the hand-drawn picture was on the refrigerator mm -mm. what was it it's wanda vision billy tommy and scruffy the dog oh um may or may not be important oh, later. Yeah. Um that's cool. So and then loved love as Pietro came out is you know with the super speed loved that part. And then yeah. you know like the classic Malcolm in the middle opening so i thought they did a great job with that so we have movies there yes so we had um who's the one who comes down the stairs is that billy or tommy that's billy isn't it 
Or is it Tommy? Um, Billy has the law. Sure. Uh, Tommy is Tommy is speed. So it was Billy who came down. That was Billy. Yeah, so Billy came down, and I don't know if you guys caught this, but I died when he came down because he was dressed up um, with a blue headband and a red cape. Did you guys catch what the what the reference to this was? I found out later what it was. Just, Go ahead, on, sir. Just to make a uh, that's that's his uh, Wiccan mm-hmm. uh, in the that's comics. His costume that's, that's for his, Wiccan. Yeah. So I I I just died at that. I'm like, oh, that is so awesome. Like I just thought it was clever how they already pulled it into canon. And then you've got Tommy of Speed, which is basically kind of his costume, kind of not. Um, and then did the house change on this episode? I couldn't tell on the kitchen. It seems like the stairs are definitely in a different place. Okay. So you it think they did? Doesn't have that runner like it was, and the stairs were against the wall. Right. The stairs were out a little way, so I'm, I think every time it's it's changing, and this looks a whole lot like the Malcolm in the Middle house where it had you know even like the curtains on the windows in the in the uh, fr- or in the kitchen, I mean, right? A bunch of things that it's like okay, yeah, it's very reminiscent. So yeah, I think they're changing the houses every time. So you know the boys are talking, and then it it does a classic malcolm in the middle like flashback scene to something else that they were doing and they're playing you know dance dance revolution which i just thought was hilarious there's there's something from this scene because everybody was trying to figure out like time frame wise is this early mm-hmm. 2000s when was it and there's a little little hint in this scene that uh can give you a rough time frame when it would have to at minimum year would be because Tommy is wearing a Minecraft beanie. Minecraft oh, has I didn't got catch a, that. Yeah, I just now caught it as we're doing the frame by frame thing. So it's going to put it like if it's staying true to the staying within a time frame, it's going to put like minimum 2000 and like nine, 2010. So we're getting more modern. Yeah. Um, do you guys remember what they were talking about? what they were arguing about mm, there's some di- like, something dinosaurs yeah it's just about dinosaurs which i don't think had any reference to anything i think it was just two kids yeah um because i was just struggling to try and figure out does this have a reference does it not like, um i mean you actually we can go through and just pick it apart like one frame at a time and we'll catch some stuff and we'll we'll miss on some stuff but mm-hmm. i think we catch more than we miss i think we do too so then of course you know the boys are walking into the living room with their breakfast um and then they are going to they go in the living room and there's their uncle pietro asleep on the couch um something i noticed when he was laying on the couch Mm-hmm. And I've, I've seen this in a few other episodes too, that there's some, you know, they have their 
or uh, depth of field. Field of view where, you know, everything, your typical shot, everything that's closer is really in focus. But there's some fuzziness around him. And I noticed that in a few other episodes, too, that it wasn't like an out-of-focus fuzziness trying to, you know, maintain the focus on what's in the foreground. But it was like an odd fuzziness out of focus around him in sections. Oh, it is, isn't it? Like he's displaced. Yeah, and I I noticed that in a couple of other episodes with like Wanda and stuff, sometimes when it was something that would seem a little bit out of, maybe out of place for the show or for, you know, if that was actually set in a sitcom or if it was uh, something where she seemed a little bit off that the focus changed where some things were kind of more blurry than just changing your... uh, your uh, camera focus on the subject. Um, I don't know, because now that I'm thinking about that, like I've got a ton of notes for this episode. Yeah, if you go watch some of the older episodes, other episodes, you'll see that too. Um, could be as easy as a stylistic choice. Um, yeah, how they're going to shoot it. Okay, uh, so Pietro gets up. He's listening to them, acting like he's sleeping. Then he gets up, and this is the first time we see his super speed. Which I just thought was awesome. Because to me, this proves he is Pietro somehow. He is Quicksilver. But how? How? You know, and he's just having fun with the kids. And then Wanda came down in her Halloween costume, which was, to me, one of the best throwback Easter eggs ever because she it was her classic Scarlet Witch costume from the comics. And she looks hot. And she looks extremely hot in it. Mm -hmm. That helped. Yeah. I was going to wear the same thing. Apparently, it didn't have the same effect. Hmm. So... Just for Valentine's Day, or was it was this before that? Like, we're not talking about me right now. Okay. Um, we're gonna go on. Just tuck it. It could be all. It's tuck it. It could be all week. But um, interested when she came down, I was like, how's she gonna explain who she is or what she is to everybody? Um, and so she said she was a, a Slakovian or a Sokovian uh, fortune teller. So that's the costume of a sokovian fortune teller apparently mm-hmm. uh, but i, I was I, I wondered how they were going to because if this was this then or if she was wearing this then um, vision definitely was going to be wearing his classic outfit too mm-hmm. and, and then, he did not disappoint yeah. and so i was like okay well how are they going to explain these costumes so i thought that was interesting uh sokovian fortune teller and then when we get to vision we can talk about that um so that was awesome um and then you know vision vision comes down the stairs and he is wearing the classic vision costume except it's like basketball shorts and a cape and the thing that i love the most that my wife actually pointed out to me is um the the um mind stone is part of the costume so when they go to the side view it's kind of popping out so it's head. sewn to the hood. Yeah, which I just loved. And the classic vision ears, like he's got like two cans in his ear, like over his ear holes. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, which, I, which I thought was just great. 
So can I back up just for one? Yeah, yeah, no, back up, back up. Oh, that was interesting. Whenever they, uh, you know, Pietro was saying, you know, that's lame, um, and then had a flashback to when those two, when they were young, uh, trick or treating in uh, Sokovia, and uh, they got like a herring or something. Yes, that shows that they are sharing the same memories. They're showing it shows that they're that this is actually her brother. It's not somebody impersonating or anything else like that. Because up to this point, we really, we know that he's from the Fox universe. Now the, you know, all encompassing Disney universe. But um, in the show, they haven't had any share. It's just like, hey, there's my brother. And everyone's just like, okay, well, I guess he changed faces. But now mm-hmm. we actually see proof that it is her brother because they, they're sharing that, um, uh, that memory. So I think that's really important. And that also comes back in, in this episode too, here in a bit, uh, when she starts questioning them about things. But we'll when talk- that's gonna yeah, that's gonna bring up a bigger debate, I think. Because theories are abound right now. And I honestly I don't know what the hell to think right now. Mm. Like all the stuff we thought we knew could be wrong. I think some of the stuff that we're talking about is absolutely right. But I think some of it just, I don't know. They're throwing us for a loop right now. Like part of me hopes we're wrong in a really good way, you know, so that we have that good, oh, you know, moment as it starts wrapping up. And, uh, you know, we, we maybe we got some right, but then there's something that we just didn't see coming at all. And it makes sense when it happens. Not something that we didn't see coming at all, and we're like, "Oh, well, shit," you know, like the the good twist ending thing. I think it's I think it's fun when you when we feel like we can really predict some of the bigger arcing things, but like the little things, like we wouldn't have guessed that Pietro was coming back, or Peter, or right? Peter Pietro, or whatever. And so that was a good moment. And I, I'm just hoping for like a good, like not asking for much, like five to twelve more of those moments before this is. All wrapped up. Right. Well, and wasn't that flashback you were talking about, wasn't that after they donned their costumes or was it during this part? It was right before Vision came down the stairs. Okay, so it was then? Yeah. Okay. So... Really brief. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. So I would like to point out, did you guys catch the Easter egg in that scene? I remember I wrote this down. Uh, I looked for something, but I didn't catch anything. Wanda has red hair, and it's tied in a braid down one side. Mm-hmm. Pietro has a patch over his right eye with like some scars. They're dressed up as Black Widow and Nick Fury. Oh. oh. Did not notice that. Nice. So if you look at them, it's, it's a nod to Black Widow and Nick Fury. And I think that ties back into her time with the Avengers. Um, so why is Black Widow, is, I guess that's spider antenna that she's wearing? Like a Black Widow? I, I don't know on that part. I just I just caught that they look like, um, if you look at ScarJo as Black Widow, if you remember her hair, um, um, was it Endgame maybe? There was one of them where she had her hair red and then it wasn't so red towards the end. Um, it looked exactly like that. Cool. I just remember that standing out. Um, 
and I don't know. I don't know on the antenna, but I also remember on the, that part, I didn't remember it was right there, but Wanda's telling Pietro, I don't exactly remember. I don't exactly remember it being that way. Which means there might be some discrepancy in this memory. That could be Peter's memory and not mm -hmm. Pietro's memory. Mm -hmm. Or it could be, you know, when we get further in the episode, we'll talk about this too. Because I've there's some more theories I might have. No, too. Well, and as they're, and I hope as they're getting their uh, their Halloween fish, they're at the door. You know, there's there's posters on each side, and one of them is uh, like an Atomic Age type poster. You see the picture of the Adam and the guy with his arms raised standing underneath it, but you know, in his safety suit or whatever. And, and that was kind of the, the running idea in the, uh, the X-Men movies for probably a good three quarters of it, that the mutants didn't come about until the atomic age came about, but you know, there were mm. older ones before, but that was for the longest time until you think that's a nod. Could be a nod. Yeah. Until they what, introduced, um, what was his name? Apocalypse. Pocket, right. There, you know, it was uh, the atomic age is what brought about the mutants. So, or awakened them, whatever. I didn't even notice gene. that. Good catch, sir. Okay. Um. So they're talking again, and then do you remember what Billy's talking to the camera about? Uh, Pietro being a man-child. Oh yeah, yeah. and. And I think he just picked his nose and ate it at that point or something like that. Um, and then, you know, Vision comes down in his costume and they're talking about how Vision's not... Uh, is this where he talks about he's not going trick-or-treating? He's on duty? He gets to it, yeah. Because uh, they... A um, couple of interesting things because she's like, thank you for humoring me. And he says, well, this was the... There were no other clothes in my closet. And so that's a nod to he had no choice. She's limiting his choice of what he can do and what he can wear. So he said that's it was the only thing in the closet. And but said something like, uh, what was it? I know how much you like Mexican wrestlers. So that's how they are explaining his costume. Lucha libre. A luchador, <laughs> I guess. Um, but yeah, that's where he comes in and says that he has to go um and that's when she says wait that's not what you're supposed to and he interrupts her he goes what so mm -hmm. it's interesting we're starting to see the break in vision from what wanda wants him to do or controlling him at least right but then you see like the control come back and they get this weird like flirty thing going on um and then, you know, he's talking about how he's going to go out and patrol the neighborhood. And I believe he says, you know, Pietro can take him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because um, they're all sitting there playing video games. Yeah. Pietro comes in and says, you need a father figure? I can do it. So he's the one that steps up and volunteers to, to go with him. Right. Um, and what was hilarious about this part is, you know, they're fighting over the controllers and like, you're like, oh, he's the cool uncle because Pietro's wearing like the classic 90s bro choker mm -hmm. necklace. Uh, I don't know if you guys caught that, but then he teaches them how to um, shotgun mm -hmm. some cola. Yeah, it's a very handy life skill to have. 
And, it is. You know, and it, developing it was it cane at an cola. early age. What was it, the significance which, of cane? I don't know. But it said cane cola. Hmm. So I don't know if it was just a generic or if it had anything to do with anything. But if you uh, notice, they've... the can was vision colors. Mm-hmm. God, they've got in our head that we're just thinking everything is something now. What? What is this chair? <laughs> Why is this chair there? We're counting the folds and the drapes. Like, well, I don't count, know. Count the number oh. of folds and the drapes and then mm-hmm. divide it by four, you get 113. And 113 is no. You're right. I mean, you had me. I was I was waiting for that. Well, 113 actually does come up in this somewhere, but we'll we'll talk about it when it gets there. Okay. <laughs> so, um, then they're talking more, and then you know it's it's this is classic a la Malcolm in the Middle, where. Billy is talking to the camera. But I don't know if you guys caught it. As he's talking to the camera, Tommy's just staring vacantly ahead like he's playing video games. But Pietro is looking at Billy. Yeah, I noticed that the second time I watched it. Yeah, because, you know, Billy's breaking the fourth wall. And no one else seems to notice just like in Malcolm in the Middle. But all of a sudden, Pietro just kind of glances over and he's paying attention to what he's saying. Freaky! Mm-hmm. So we have that, you know, that makes us wonder a little bit more something going on. How does Pietro know this? Let's see, there's, um, there's more instances that comes up later that on that yeah Yeah. with just him seeming to know way more than he should know wanda's fourth wall if you will so yeah and then you have where you know vision's just insistent that he goes on on patrol and wanda's clearly distraught with this but then vision does this corny ha you know and she lets him go um i don't know if you guys caught it too but you know vision goes out the door you get a good glance at Pietro's arm. He scares her. He's got a tattoo that says mom on his arm. That's actually real. Is it really? Yeah. Evan Peters, that's actually a real, real tattoo. Okay. So it's not, it's not a Marvel thing then. I mean, it could, could be that it could be interpreted, but that's actually a real, real tattoo. So if you watch anything with like American Horror Story and and things where he is sleeveless, he has it there too. He did say See, one line uh, to Wanda as when he's like, you know, talking about filling in, doing the dad role that uh, some people kind of mulled over a little bit to is, is a troll through the internets where he told her, uh, you know, don't sweat it, sis. I had the old XY chromosome. And some people are interpreting that as like any chance to throw the letter X in. Uh, to, you know, to kind of get your mind turning, especially saying old X. Mm-hmm. Why chromosome? So <laughs> why? Um, I don't know. Just something about this whole thing just 
was just wholesome to me. This whole scene, it's like I said, it's just very a la Malcolm in the Middle, very 90s. It's just something just familiar with it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and Pietro's, you know, he goes to get changed into his costume and he grabs Tommy. And they blur out the door. And then all of a sudden they come back and I died on this part because they were both in classic Quicksilver costumes. Hair, um, basically silver tipped and up in the classic uh, Quicksilver hair with like the kind of the, in the horns almost. Mm -hmm. um, if you guys haven't seen, uh, if you Google Quicksilver Marvel comics, you'll see what we're talking about. It's like the lightning bolt in like made out of mercury going down the side on a classic blue costume mm -hmm. with a white belt. If you noticed the white belt was even there. Yeah, I was just thinking the white belt was a very 90s bro or 90s mid 2000s bro belt too, but oh, 100 percent. Mm -hmm. I take off my white belt? No, no, you keep it on. Okay, good. Because it's after Labor Day, so it's, it's <laughs> you're fine. You're fine. Thank you. Um, and then do you guys remember what they were talking about there after they came back? Because I do not. Basically, they were just saying, hey, you can go, but just no funny business. Or I'm going to, you know, I'm watching. So that was basically it. And then oh, it and transitions over to the team outside. On that. And I will give you all a full disclosure too, to our audience here. I got my COVID shot yesterday and I am struggling right now. I'm not feeling too hot. So stuff's a little fuzzy. So if it seems that I'm struggling to recall stuff, I am. Well, at least you have an excuse. I'm just. <laughs> I was just it... rage. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Who? <laughs> what? what are we watching again? But I, yeah, I'm just struggling today. Like, I am not feeling too hot, but we will go on. Um, next thing you guys know, um, you know, Wanda's a little bit more distraught after all these events, like with Vision going out and not doing what she wants her to do. Um, and I don't know if you guys noticed, but the hex barrier, the hex field is way, way more red than it originally was. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's a direct correlation to Wanda being upset. So I think she's starting to lose a little bit more control. Yeah. Or is she gaining more control? Because with that whole exchange with Vision and stuff and with Peter, Pietro, and the kids, like you can just see from the look on her face, like this isn't how she wants this to go. And it's just right. and it's happening without her intervention. And yeah, so she's losing control. So mm -hmm. of several different facets, and that is not going to be good for anybody right it's so then you know we looks like all the soldiers are mobilizing at this point too um because something came out of the barrier and i don't know if this is all happening like right after last episode when wanda came out and threw the drone at them i don't know they bring in a drone basically 
I don't know if this is the same drone or not. I think it, it is. You it, think so? Still cycling through the red of the hex powers. Right. And so they're bringing it in. And so basically while this is going on, this is like real time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, bam. I well, think this was bam, bam, like one right after the other, because Monica's still wearing the same stuff that, you know, all of her uh, sword get up that she was wearing right. in the last episode that she probably picked up at, you know, the sword HQ gift shop on her way out. Right. And, uh, and so I think it, this is just like right after. Yeah. And she's still angry about him shooting the missile or having the missile. Yeah. Um, and if right. some time passed, I'm sure she wouldn't be as mad and upset in the moment. So yeah, I think it's literally picking up right where it left off. Okay. So that would make sense. That makes a lot of sense actually. Um, you know, there she's Monica's basically grilling Tyler at this point. And um, I don't know if you guys caught his face at this point when Monica's yelling at him. Um, but if you look at his face, uh, his face reads, I'm a mm. dick. There it is. Is that's what his face is saying. It's saying, I'm a dick. And like he's doing a great job of making me literally yeah. hate this dude. <laughs> like he really is. He's playing it great. But like I hate this guy. Um she's grilling him, and then you know, there's Jimmy and Darcy there. We love Darcy. This made us feel better once we saw Darcy. We love Darcy. We're like, ah, hey, we're dick. Oh, Darcy. Okay. I feel better now. <laughs> this is a dick and this Darcy. And what did Darcy say? Uh something about it's the hey it's the guy who lost who almost got murdered by his own murder squad oh that's right that's right and then he looks at her and goes do you work for me (laughs) i like where he says okay well who's the sassy best friend oh yeah (laughs) best friend um definitely throwing back to the whole sitcom trope yep that that wanda is going through but i I Honestly, the way that he's written is in the vein of a Killmonger, is in the vein of several that we've seen to where you understand he's trying to protect. You You understand why he's doing what he's doing, but you still don't agree with uh, some of these methods that he's going about doing it. Uh, well, so I think it's great. He's I, I really want to see where this character goes. Well, and if you think about it too, I mean, going back to the last Nurky, the Sokovia Accords are in full of effect and swords in charge of regulations and enforcing the sokovia accords mm-hmm. which means that they regulate soups mm-hmm. which means he has to make the tough calls right and wanda's already broken two of this uh the accords by having this and then also using uh, vision mm-hmm. and so breaking into the sword installation yeah I mean, she's been, she, it's established. Wanda's a super, uh, super terrorist mm-hmm. in this reality. So, um, but one of the lines that stood out to me, I don't, it's just a, it was just the funny Marvel writing, like being funny, I think without intentionally meaning to be funny is when Tyler asks her, you know, do you work for me? And she looks at him just matter of factly and says, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'd want to know like, where I'm paycheck. What's that? I'd want to know where I'm getting my paycheck from. Mm-hmm. That's right. 
be like, should I go talk, talk to HR or, you know, what do I need to do? Which, which tent is the HR tent? Um, I really would like to lodge a complaint. Yeah, where's, where's the W2 this way? Okay, go that way. <laughs> it's online. Okay, great. Just pass the Starbucks tent. Well, and then, you know, on. Monica. <laughs> and Monica comes back after Tyler again. And then Jimmy finally stands by like long enough and he jumps in basically. You know, you can't. We're all on the same team here is basically what he tells her. You know, you like what uh, what else aren't you telling us? Well, and he has a good point. He says you're you're getting in, us into a war that you we can't possibly win. And so they're trying to talk sense into instead of hey, let's go by force and try to take her, which isn't gonna work at all. You know, let's try diplomacy, let's try to talk to her, let's try to figure this out. And that's where Monica and, um, or Captain Rambo and. Um, uh, you can call her Monica. Monica, okay, great. I think we're on first name basis okay. here. M-Dog. M-Dog. Uh, yeah, um, yeah M-Dog and, and the rest of her crew. Uh, yeah, they, they want to have a peaceful resolution, but not necessarily that is a zero sum game to where everyone's killed and no one really wins. And so, um, I think it's it's interesting the two different dynamics that are at play here wanting the same thing but going the different routes for it right well and then you know at this point too tyler brings up that you have no clue what happened in the five years that you were gone you have no clue what we had to do to secure the world the world went on while you were gone and also Uh, the dick move of pulling her mom into it yeah, her, her mom. Yeah, oh, her, her mom. mumsy. Yeah, he did. What did he say? He said something to the effect of, "Your mom would be uh, ashamed." Well, something like, uh, "I'm glad your mom isn't here to see," or something like mm-hmm. that, um, because you don't have what it takes to do what needs to be done. Which, I mean, he's not wrong in the sense that he has to make the the the, the hard decisions, but at the same time. Don't don't even bring a dead mom into it. I mean, come on. Yeah, he was using yeah, that as and his, Monica's face just kind of went down. Yeah, he was just using that as like that snippy comeback because before that he she told him don't use the last five years as an excuse to be a coward. And so he said that I was I was like, like and then he came back was like, oh <laughs> that's that's just a Yeah, an, and that unnecessary comeback. Well, and that shitty smirk on his face and then the the his eyebrow i don't know if you guys caught it but his eyebrows kind of raised like the mm-hmm. your mom would be ashamed you know what i mean like oh that dude's a dick mm-hmm. so you see the background i don't well, know if you is... guys caught it but i think tyler's a dick so uh director dick was well while they were having this exchange so this, this was showing um the very Saint, while this was happening as, as was when Vision was coming down the stairs. I um, mean, he's Lucha Libre classic outfit. And so that's, that's kind of where we are at on the outside of the uh, the hexdrome. What's going on on the inside. So, yeah. All the monitors are, are... It's really cool to watch all the monitors in the back of the scenes so you can line up what's happening when. Yeah. Um, yep. so- so the things that we've seen 
are actually now happening in real time and and so that is a, a cool little nod to um, the time frame yeah a little placeholder um so all this goes down and then director dick tells the guards get them out of here you're off you know get get them off my base her and her little her little fan club basically mm-hmm. which is darcy and jimmy and uh you know jimmy just looks confused by this and so this next part they're being led outside by force by the guards off the base monica darcy and jimmy jimmy's in front and this is probably one of my favorite scenes from the entire damn series right here they're being let out and then all of a sudden jimmy turns around and just haymakers the guard that has that's behind him um and this establishes that jimmy's just not this happy-go-lucky you know fbi agent he is he's actually a badass yeah um in in the wasp he was kind of that clumsy dorky guy fbi agent that always got fooled um and yeah so they're they're a little bit of a retcon in the sense of he's not actually that guy he's actually a little bit more of a badass so yeah i like that they're adding that he went from jimmy woo to jimmy woo and just freaking jimmy jimmy woo the rick flair (laughs) did he do the did he do the walk the oh that would be did he do the stream worthy? Somebody needs to make Jimmy. That. Woo! Oh, I, I think I might do that now. Jimmy, woo! I want to see that on my um, desk first thing in the morning. <laughs> but if you think about it, he kind of has to be. If he's the like the FBI liaison to the superheroes who are under house arrest, like Ant Man, Hawkeye. Not so much Ant Man, but at least Hawkeye. Bart, we know Barton's a badass. Mm-hmm. Scott's just Scott has cunning. That's his main thing. Um, but then Jimmy, you know, woo, you know, just haymakers this guard, and Monica does the same. And I don't know if you guys caught Jimmy doing the backhand the bitch slap to the guard but that was awesome and monica's doing the same and uh darcy's standing there upset nobody told her about the plan they grab their guns yeah no yeah yeah isn't that what she said nobody told me what about the plan nobody told me about the plan oh darcy and so they drag off their bodies and put them in shipping containers and they put on their costumes like you do in any good game. Yeah. Like Hitman. And then you have, you know, they're walking out. And then the next thing you see is you see the kids coming up, talking, breaking the fourth wall again, and talking to the camera. What was unique about this scene? Do you guys know? The vet, like the first thing on this scene. Right when well, they they're started? all wearing their costumes mm-hmm. they're, they're all wearing yep, they're all wearing their costumes something even more important than that 
I think you guys are way overthinking this too. Okay. Tell us then. They're together as a family. If you remember the they're family. If you remember when Vision, our last episode where Vision and Wanda had their big blow up at each other in the air. Vision yells at Wanda. Not it was before they're up in the air. Why aren't there any kids in this town besides ours? Oh, okay. I go by the park every day and there's no kids. This scene is full of kids. Mm -hmm. A Um, plethora of children. And that's, yeah, and that's huge because before preschool or something, (laughs) they raided, they raided something. Where's she keeping all these kids? Um, pocket universe so but yeah that's that's what hit me at first is there's kids right after she got called out for it um and then uh the kids run off and pietro yells raise hell which i thought was just i'm like Okay, goes back to Chris's theory. Is this Mephesto? Is this Dormammu? Is this Nightmare? Raise hell, demon um, spawn. Um, yeah, yeah, that was it. In well, yeah. in, um, Billy and Tommy were both created using parts of Mephesto's soul, and so him saying uh, "unleash hell, demon spawn" yeah, is, is a has to be a direct, you know. Um, correlation to a callback to that for sure right um this scene were you guys like going through just trying to find anything in the the halloween costume from the kids yep and so like yeah i I just looked and i looked and nothing really jumped out and grabbed me i mean you saw like the the kind of freddy krueger jason mashup in the background um i don't know if you pause Mm -hmm. it just like right when it cuts into that scene yeah oh yeah yeah there is in there Right behind mm-hmm. him. And in that yard, there was a, there was a cauldron with three witches around it, and there's a bunch of witch hats and stuff around, which, you know, it's Halloween. Oh, yeah, probably no, not a nod to Scarlet Witch at all or any of that. It's probably just Halloween stuff. Yeah. But cool little thing. Um, I didn't see any of that. I'm just staring at Wanda's boobs. <laughs> yeah, hold on. Not that I blame you. Oh, Wanda. Where's Agnes? If you guys want to know what their their backgrounds are, <laughs> there's gonna be a mashup of just Agnes's bedazzled butt and uh, apparently Wanda's boobs on their desktops tomorrow. I'm okay there is a, the there's a mummy. There's a lot of really generic costumes. That is something that caught my eye. Like things there was were the, super generic. It's like, hey, uh, I'm stuck in this hex bubble I created. And the only place that can deliver Halloween stuff for all these kids is like wish.com. These are still able to get the stuff in. <laughs> like I see a genie, like I dream of genie, genie. And just nothing really jumped out and grabbed me. That's an obvious. Sentence. So. Yeah. And there was none of the slutty cats or mice or any of that back then this is like you said just a very generic halloween yeah Mm -hmm. 
the most creative costumes were definitely Billy and Tommy who were different. Um, you know, Wanda and Pietro are talking and then the boys run back up and Pietro asks Billy and Tommy, I wrote this down, how about you let Uncle P help you maximize your candy acquisition, huh? Well, and they, they reply, huh? There's an important scene that happens before that. Oh, go, go, go. It's where um, Wanda starts asking him, hey, do you remember the name of that kid that had yeah. something on his face? And uh, Peter's like, you're testing me, aren't you? And she's like, no, 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 I'm not testing you. And so he said, it's cool. You know, if I, um, he said I, something about how, you know, I look different or something like that. And she's like, why do you look different? Um, and he said, you tell me. And I thought it was interesting. Uh, I mean, if I found Shangri-La, I would be, you know, it goes on. Do you know the significance of Shangri-La? Mm-mm. That's what I was. Oh, wait, wait, in that, in that, um, where, in that, where Iron Fist is from? Uh, no, that is, um, oh shoot, I'm trying to remember the name of it. It's different. Uh, it's a place that's uh, down by Ufala. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. right. So, um, <laughs> Shingro, uh, founded by a version of uh, um, Vision. And so I think it was White Vision, if I remember right, uh, founded Shangri-La in the um, comics. And so I don't know if he's oh. referring to the mythical Shangri-La that is the you know paradise type of thing, or if he's actually referencing Vision's Shangri-La. Shangri-La right, which it could be. My guess is probably Vision's Shangri-La. Yeah. But he, he actually said, you know, if, if I would have found Shangri-La, I wouldn't want to be reminded of the past either and so this is him breaking that fourth wall if you will and saying you know hey i know what's going on and that's when the boys walk up um and so they don't really address why he looks different they don't really address um him saying to her hey you know you're the one that brought me here and i don't blame you because this place is awesome um, so it doesn't address any of that because the boys then walk up and then that's that's where your notes take over, Chris. Okay. Well, thank you for bringing that up because I completely forgot about that. Um, so he, you know, he asks if Uncle P wants to maximize their candy acquisition, and I thought this is kind of important because this could have two different meanings. The boys reply, "Kick ass," which I started cracking up about. Me too. Why is this important? <laughs> Kick ass could be referring to both versions of Pietro, um, Evan Peters and... Um, Aaron Taylor Johnson. Yeah. They were both in Kick-Ass, the movie Kick-Ass, which is a Marvel acquisition, by the way. Could this mean that, because Marvel put out the comic too, could this mean that Kick-Ass is in the same universe? Could this mean that Kick-Ass is another multiverse that, you know, they were both in? Or is, just, is this just a nod to Kick-Ass? Mm. Um, I just thought that was hilarious, though, that they mentioned that. And again, both, both versions of Pietro, Peter, and Pietro were in the movie Kick-Ass. 
I think that's where the nod lies um, in it. Was... Yeah. Whenever she said it, I, I let out a little squeal because I was like, oh my gosh. And of course, my wife was like, what? And it was like, the guy that played originally the, the first Quick Quicksilver, he was kick ass. And Jesus said kick ass. And then I think they were both in the movie. So the kick ass. But once I started thinking about it, it was like, I think it's just a, a fun nod to it. I don't think it's trying to open up the whole kick-ass universe where Jim Carrey comes in as an awful, awful um, redo of Nick Cage. <laughs> uh, now, if Nick Cage somehow came in not as, um, oh, uh, what's his face? Shoot, who do you play Rider. in movies? Um, Ghost Rider, thank you. So if he doesn't come in as Ghost Rider and instead comes in as Big Daddy, then I'd be awful with that. But, I hope. Um, yeah, I, I think more of a nod i hope with the whole multiverse thing that there is a universe out there somewhere that we haven't seen yet where every superhero supervillain mutant is actually nick cage like he's just all of them that would be so amazing i would watch that a hundred times over mm-hmm. even the women yeah all nick cage just just a big nick cage verse yeah. everywhere if you've cage reverse any videos on Chris's uh, social media, you know that it's totally easy to do <laughs> to uh, put a deep fake as Nick Cage's everything. You hear that, Marvel? We have the technology. I like the cage reverse. Mm-hmm. We, we, we can do it. We just don't want to spend a lot of money. Mm-hmm. So we're just going to deep fake Nick Cage onto everybody. Everything. Um, Where is it? I had another... Okay, you guys talk about this one part right here because I had something else written down, but I can't remember what it referenced. It's like, you know, when you write down something when you were younger and we got drunk and it was like monkey taco toilet paper and it was hilarious and you ask your friends, what the hell was this? And you're like, I don't know, dude, but it was hilarious last night. That's kind of my note right now. Okay. It's not a complete sentence. It's just words. Yes, like like a note for this episode, like around this part, but I can't figure out what it is. Well, the um, right about there is where um, he tells um, Tommy. Wait, Tommy is Speed, right? Tommy Speed. Okay. And Billy's Wiccan. There you go. So he tells Tommy, "I feel the need." The need for speed and so you know great top gun reference but yes actually naming and saying hey i'm gonna grab your hand i feel the need for speed and that's you know his superhero name and so it was kind of a nice nod to that but that's where um wanda sees herb i think it is the, the uh, neighbor the neighbor and says hey um and apparently everything's going on behind him, which was kind of funny. What? We're out of candy. Oh, now people are smashing pumpkins. Now everyone mm-hmm. has silly string on them. And so we can see it all happening uh, in the background. And so can Wanda. But then she asks them about uh, Vision. And that's when he says, no, Vision isn't working tonight. But he also says, um, is there anything you need? Do you want me to change anything? And so it seems like there's more people that are falling into the idea of 
they kind of know what's going on and they're just trying to make her happy in this pocket little neighborhood universe right is this where she said don't go beyond the street that was later uh i think that's later okay i think that's what it i think that's what it was i think that's what it was referencing um but then she sees herb herb if you're um from england um and he's dressed up like frankenstein herb and then in the back i love how you she's talking to him but you can see pietro and the boys like smashing pumpkins uh silly stringing people taking their candy like you name it they're doing all sorts of mischief yeah but here's what i thought was super super interesting about this if you if you didn't catch this while they're doing this all the kids are moving fine but while they're in super fast motion she's talking to herb and he's saying you know basically vision isn't on i'm the one on duty when she's talking about this adults aren't moving now when the when they're smashing the pumpkins and doing other things um the person who's dressed up like the witch from the um the witches in the background isn't moving there Ooh. at all hmm. um then it goes to the people when they're getting silly stringed like the the asian lady dressed up like the cat and then the guy i don't know what he's dressed up but he has like the michael jackson like hat and then the other person with him uh oh the ghost they're not moving at all either i think the witch is a decoration and this is on top of when she just you think so yeah i think you can see a... i think she's a person i think you can see a stick propping her up If 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 it's not a decoration, that is freaking creepy. Yeah, I think you're right. Well, hard well. to tell. I think you're right though. But the other three are not decor decorations. No. But there's people not moving in this. And then if you look, um, I don't know if this is in reference to the pirate wasn't moving either that Wanda's losing, you know, concentration or that this is supposed to be that they're moving so fast everything else looks like it's stopped. Yeah, that's how I took it. It's it's kind of throwback to Days of Future Past whenever uh he was running through and pulling the bullet down and running through the water and and doing all of that in the the kitchen scene. It's a so great, I think it's a great it's a throwback scene. to not necessarily yeah, Wanda not losing her power. Probably my one of my favorite scenes of any movie that year. It was just so good. Um, so, but I think it's yeah to show that they're moving so fast. It looks like they're still that everyone else is still, but that's just how fast they're moving. See, and I want to say yes, I agree with you. But like, there's the guy in like the leather jacket. He's moving when he's getting silly stringed. If you go forward a little bit. There are people moving when they're doing stuff. Let's see. There's just certain people who are uh, 10, 50. Yeah, it's not until they actually go past that they move again. So watch it. Watch it again, like 10, 48, 10, 49, 10, 50. So like that. 55. 
So yeah, yeah, you might be right there. They start moving. So yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, so it's probably just a throwback to like the X Men movie where he's moving so fast everything looks like it's standing still. I was wrong. Mark that up. Are we boring you, sir? Me? Yeah, you marked it. That, yes. Uh, no, I just I marked it. Don't you yawn? I had a yawn. I've, it's been one of them days. I know it has. I'm the same dude. <laughs> so you have Vision walking down the street. Um, next. And here's where things start getting creepy. Because, you know, Vision's well outside of town square where Wanda is. He's walking down the street and he's kind of looking around at the kids moving, but then he looks at this yard where this lady is hanging up one of those ghosts, skeleton ghosts, but she's looking off into the nothingness. And the husband behind her too. Yeah, and the husband mm -hmm. behind her. He keeps picking up this pumpkin and putting it down at the exact same motion. She's trying to hang one of the ghosts up in this repetitive motion but it keeps going back and forth and then he looks closer and the lady's crying there's a tear that runs down her face which shows she's in pain mm -hmm. not necessarily physical pain but psychological pain she's crying out literally crying out um vision walks down and then we get to our creepiest commercial yet oh man <laughs> this thing was dark yeah so let me get to my notes on this one yeah this one was so on this commercial um it was a commercial for yo magic it was done in complete late 90s um claymation when they used to do everything in claymation it's this little boy sitting on this deserted island surrounded by water with, you know, just a fish bone and a crab. And he's just saying how hungry he is. And all of a sudden, this shark on the surfboard comes out. And he says, do you guys remember what he said? I'm trying to find it. Uh, it was so hungry, he didn't so, eat anything. And the shark's like, I used to be like that too. Yeah, he's hungry. Right. I remember um, hungry. I used to be like that all the time. But then, do you, what did they say? They said something. Until I snacked on yo magic, bro. So. But he said he got it from something, though, didn't he? Uh, they said, uh, hungry, I remember hungry. Used to be like that all the time. Yeah. Kid asked, what did you do? He said, snacked on your magic, bro. Now I have time to hang Finn. And the kid asked, can I have some? He says, here you go, little dude. Tosses him the yogurt, does the cool glasses flip, and swims away with his surfboard. Right. And then the kid is just like struggling. Can't so open your magic. It messed up. So going to our my infinity stone, each commercial represents an infinity stone. This could be like the soul stone. Mm -hmm. um, because, you know, the soul stone represents like you have to sacrifice something death to get it. Um, but 
you know, in order for this kid to survive, he had to get yo magic. I don't think that this is saying that he got his magic from, or Wanda's got her magic from somewhere. Like it could be someone siphoning off of Wanda's powers right now. Like I got yo magic. And I'm going to get an eye roll from Justin here. The shark could be represent Mephesto. See, he's shutting his eyes so to stop the eye roll, but I see the infinite loop getting ready to start. <laughs> but I'm saying this could be it. It could be, but I still think each commercial represents a tragic memory, a tragic time in, in Wanda's life. Right. So I agree with that. This could be after Vision dies, she feels all alone. And it's not until she uses Yo Magic and creates this town that she is able to feel normal again and live, you know? And so she felt like she was dying until she started using Yo Magic. So I, that's where I think, um, I, I can see the whole Mephisto thing, uh, but. But, but it could be, you know, while the others represent the trauma in her past, this could be like the current. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it could definitely. This could be like, you know, something is playing off of Wanda while keeping her placated. You know, siphoning off her magic right now, and that's what Yo Magic could be. Mm -hmm. I don't know, there's, Kyle. You have any thoughts? Well, not along those lines. There is something missing from this commercial that's missing from the, all the other previous commercials. So leading up to this, oh, yeah, every commercial had the the man and the woman who a lot of people think represented her parents that was her tie to her past you know that was her family um and now pietro shows up and mom and dad are no longer in the commercials so it, it, it's done away with that so i think we'll you know next if we get another sitcom episode i think we're probably only down to one maybe two more and we're going to be like all real world stuff uh see if the uh the, the mom and pop figure shows back up in the commercial but this is the first one that reappear yeah that did not have those two in it and pietro's here so Ooh. and you know at the end of the commercial the kid dies because he can't open the yo magic so mm -hmm. dark it is this is the most fucked up commercial that we've seen yet i mean the commercials haven't been normal but this one was terrible and I just did you catch the hot take that uh, Kyle had? Mm -mm. So after this, we're gonna go to the real world. So he thinks that the next show is gonna be the real world. Um, so it's gonna be when people stop getting real. What's that? How? What's the uh, tagline to? Oh, uh, damn it! <laughs> I start getting real. Yeah. So that's Kyle's hot take: is that the next one is gonna be the real world? Hey. So just rewind it. Hit. That back button a couple times and you can hear what he's that hot take. I would watch the shit out of Real World <laughs> Westview right now. So, I mean, they are, well, there could be, I mean, they're in New Jersey. So, true, true. Jersey Shore. Yeah. <laughs> Jersey, God, those, those people. Agnes shows up. Yes, I will say those people. Yes. You know, Agnes gets to be Snooky. I don't care. Snooky's. Snooky's what? Sleeps, falls, passes out in the dog bed. 
Agnes. Huh, Agnes is sleeping in the dog bed again. Just a, a um, hot tub shows up the house. They'll have like really overstyled hair, big Jersey accents. There's a lot of gold. And... God, then the next I commercial see is like, as Polly D. It's like some version of you know Axe body spray. So, or hit visions the vision. Or else they maybe of uh, Titus, um, you know, pills or something. Since I'm sure they all have Hep C, probably. Hep C. <laughs> so, which is, which we can joke about because there's no way in hell they're ever going to listen to this episode. Mm-mm. If they, hey, what up, Snooky? Yeah. <laughs> hey, Snooky. Hey. Um, it's called dibs. Go ahead. You can have it. <laughs> um, sure. Fine. Fine. Go ahead. Uh, okay. All, right. All yours. <laughs> so, Mrs. Justin, uh, you heard it there first. Mm-hmm. Um, then they're walking out. Next thing we go back to the real world, they're walking, looks like, out of a movie theater. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you guys catch what the movies were? Yeah. So, both Disney movies. Mm-hmm. One about uh, a superhero family. Of four? No, I guess there's five. Yeah. And then the other about a pair of twins. And so it's the parent trap. So, yeah. And the first one's The Incredibles, if you didn't catch up. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I guess I didn't say that. Yeah, The Incredibles. So both are relevant to what's going on in Westview. So, which I just thought was kind of a clever nod, personally. Yeah. Um, the movie theater is right outside of where Vision works, too. That's the uh, Compu, whatever. Is it? Yeah. You can barely make it out. Yeah. Can you see it in the background? Yeah. Oh, wow. And then what are um, Wanda and Pietro talking about here? Because I don't remember. Uh, Basically, the. Um he's a bad influence on the boys and so he's asking her what's your problem who beefed in your borst Uh, (laughs) but this is where an interesting conversation comes up because he's saying you know i'm just trying to do my part i'm the uh create tension with the brother-in-law make trouble with the rugrats cause grief for you so he's talking about the the stereotype or the uh, not stereotype but the um the typical character of what a brother does whenever he's infused into a um, sitcom. And so he's saying, I'm just playing my part. I'm doing this, this, and this. And so to him, it is just, he's acting. So he knows what's going on. He knows what, in kind of the same way that he was able to break the fourth wall that was being broken by looking straight at Billy when he was talking um he he totally knows what's going on and what's happening throughout this whole thing he asks one he's like that's what you know that's what you wanted isn't it mm-hmm. that that was one of those lines that kind of stuck where there's a lot more going on with him than we know yeah and she asked the question he asked it back what happened to your accent well what happened to yours yep yep <laughs> so and which is shot back at her was interesting because when she's in Westview, apparently she doesn't have it, but when she walks out of it, she does. Um, but yeah, 
he and he just explains it by saying you know details are fuzzy but i really liked his next line where he says i got shot like a chump in the street for no reason at all and that's a direct callback to age of ultron mm-hmm. because it you know someone like quicksilver with a speedster should not be shot with a bullet that mm-hmm. you know that's just doesn't make any sense but mm-hmm. yeah that's how he died of course in age of ultron and uh so he's saying i got shot like a chump on the street for no reason at all um and so i think it's really interesting that he's calling back he's not it's not calling back to what he did in uh, days of future past or apocalypse any of that he's calling back what happened to the marvel version of quicksilver even though he's the fox version so on this i think is really interesting because this poison poises this poses the good point or question is he pietro infused with this reality's version of his memories or does this make him sus oh he's totally sus <laughs> yeah but i would say it's definitely sus especially at this point like because i just remember after this point just kind of doing that you know what peter is the imposter well, and if you remember how he acted in his his personality and, and how he reacted to everybody and acted in that, those movies, mm-hmm. this is the same character. If you watch Age of Ultron again, um, you know, Pietro Quicksilver in that had some, uh, you know, little quips in here and there, but he wasn't really the guy that would shotgun a beer or shotgun mm-hmm. a He's not the guy that would go around and spray silly string on everybody and steal their candy and and you know do all of that. Dark and brooding versus quick yeah. and witty. Yeah, basically. Mm-hmm. And so the quick and witty is what is being written for him here in this season or in this uh, series. So it seems like it's, in my opinion, the X Men version, the Fox version, in infused into this. And not just the character coming over, the the actor coming over, and he's taking the place of the Marvel. But it, so I think that's what they're talking about here. You know, I got shot like a chump on the street for no reason at all. Right. Um, well, he didn't get shot. The the Marvel mm-hmm. version is, but now that he's in this universe, it is him now that got shot like a chump. Right. So yeah, that's. Remember, so I think he doesn't understand it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's definitely sus, but I think it's he's acting very consistent with who his character was in the Fox universe. So, yeah. I agree with all that. I like that. But he said that the next thing next thing I heard was uh, you calling me. So apparently she called him back from the dead because he's saying I died like a chump. But I, next thing I heard it was you calling me. So we know that um, Vision, his body was stolen and she reanimated and did all of that. So does that mean she somehow went and found this body? Or is she literally able to raise someone from the dead? Is she getting that powerful that she's able to raise someone from the dead? Right. What do you guys think? I think she could have. I mean, this could be alternate universe uh you know it used to be peter in this case that got 
pulled through. Something caused the the terror that we'll find out eventually. That's now connected the two universes. Her, you know, she could bring Vision back because there was still you know a body there. She could grab him. Pietro was so long ago, but she, you know, and she's able to infuse Vision with with thoughts and directives and things, which she's you know starting to break away from now. But early on, she had total control. And so somehow she was able to, whatever that rip, whatever caused that rip, she's able to see through to the other side, right? To this other, the, this mm-hmm. other universe. And okay, well, there's, there's my brother. I can pull him over. And then she infuses, you know, Peter with Pietro's memories. So he remembers those. She didn't infuse him with his personality though, because he's still Peter. He's just Peter with Pietro's memories. And that's why everything is so off to him and why he's like, okay, well, this is what you expect me to do because she, she, she's still kind of fresh. She still has some control. Or somebody, you know, brought him over, dumped him in, and did the, did the exact same thing without her knowledge and gave him, you know, like, okay, well, we can't get Pietro, but uh, we can go reach this hole in space and time and pull over Peter. And that's close enough, I guess. So we'll uh, mm-hmm. – We'll infuse him I, with the memories. I agree with Kyle. I agree with Kyle on this. It's. I think Wanda's getting more powerful the longer she's doing this. I think her powers are growing. And here's the thing is, I don't think, I think this is all a reference is, again, I don't think that this is, I think that Marvel's retconning this to where Strucker didn't give them their powers but just unlocked what was already there. Yeah. With the Mind Stone. Um, if they do it right, they can make I that think, work. Yeah. And right. That, and that's how they did the Inhumans was the Terrigen Mist and all of that. Right. Right. And I, I think that's kind of... I think that's what they're going for right now at this point. Hmm. The, the way that it's going, that's what I think right now. And I'm wondering if Wanda is also if she she's getting so strong right now i'm wondering if she's almost like a living infinity gauntlet at this point too Mm. she has the power to control all the stones she has the power to bring the stones back um that's that's kind of the way i'm leaning right now but i i agree with what you guys about what both said about the theories too and that's the thing again i don't know Hmm. These are just our best guesses. Yeah. I think it's really that she's not controlling him the way everyone else in town is controlled. Right. Right? Doesn't know what he's going to do. She's telling him, you're such a bad influence. You're this and that. Well, if she was controlling him, he wouldn't be a bad influence. If she was controlling him, uh, you know, half the stuff he was doing or saying, he wouldn't be saying. And so it's really interesting who she's controlling and who she's not. And why? And so, then give some credence to the you know the other universe, Peter, idea. Like he's he's close enough that that you know she can infuse him with the memories, but he's not exactly Pietro, and so he still has enough free will to kind of you know do these things. That's uh, you know against what she she thinks you know, and and it could be you know there's times where she doesn't seem like she. Like she genuinely doesn't seem like she knows how any of this is happening. And I don't know if that's an act or if that's really true. And it could be there's, you know, there's there's split 
Wanda. There's Wanda that's really in control and taking care of business, but she relinquishes power to happy and content to be in, you know, suburbia Wanda until she has to come back and take over again and, and uh, get the shit in order. And when you see that, that switch flip where crazy Wanda's in control. So like a split personality type thing where one doesn't, one knows what the other one's doing, but the other one doesn't know it's being done to them. So, I got nothing to add to that. That was very well said. I thought I did. I thought I did. I'm like, I got a point. I'm like, no, no, I didn't. Kyle pretty much covered everything I was just going to say. Um, the boys want to go off trick-or-treating. Wanda tells them, do not go, and they go past Ellis Street. Remember this. This is going to be very important for my next point that's going to come up once we get there. Let me guess. Something dealing with Mephisto. No, okay. not at all. I, I have something that I thought about. But we also found out that um, Tommy has powers here. Because what it, you know what Tommy does... Was it this part here? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because he ran. Yeah, he said, oh, they've got full-size candy bars. And then runs and comes back. And uh, Peter's like, right on, little dude. So His face was amazing, too. It's like, like in the family. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He said something like maximum. No, he didn't say anything there. Okay, never mind. But he grabs uh, Billy's hand and they run off. Tommy grabs Billy hand, they run off super speed. This is where she says, don't go to Ellis, past Ellis. Ellis Avenue. Mm-hmm. Um, and which was amazing because this shows that the twins are starting to manifest powers. Mm-hmm. So we see our terrific trio, Darcy and Monica and Jimmy breaking into, looks like their control room. I'm assuming their server room. <clears throat> and Darcy's like, here, give me a little bit. I got to break into this. And she just breaks into this laptop so easy. So does she have an, a PhD in astrophysics and hacking? Or she's, in an, she's in an anonymous. Just, just because she has a, a PhD in astrophysics, it means she can hack? So, no, I, I think it's because she's good with social media. Okay, because uh, that was my thing was that <laughs> since when is she? But that's okay. I'm I, I'm questioning too much, so we we can move on. So, and this is just funny because this is the IT guy and me cracking up. So when they're showing the background of this, they're showing all these, you know, in this big server room, this control room. And they have all these switches in there, um, network switches. But there's nothing plugged into them. There is no Ethernet cables plugged into them. There is no um, uplink cables because the uplink's on the front for the GBIX, for the uplinks to get the internet and everything to get the network working. And there's nothing there. It's completely blank. Now you know. Something that kind of bugged me a little bit. So she's getting in. 
she's on a tough book, right? Mm-hmm. Like those haven't been made in a while. I don't. I'm like pretty sure those they have. haven't. They, they have. have. Like, mm-hmm. but yeah, in, we just in that style. Bought some not too long ago. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I was thinking that. Well, I was just looking at the 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 screen ratio though. Like four three. It's like man, that's like the old. We we got some at my work for our mechanics because they work you know out in the garage fixing okay the buses and everything and they look almost exactly like and ours are actually a lot thicker than that one. Okay, well never mind then. So there. Just... So there. Bye. I mean, not saying that you're wrong, but you're wrong. And it, um, the you know every time period they try to find tech that is relevant to that time period mm-hmm. uh, and use tech. So it could be that they're just trying to use tech that's relevant to the time period of the late 90s, early 2000s, which would be when the tough book really uh, took off. So, But but that's only if they're going inside. This is outside in the in the sword base. Aisle. Oh, so, okay. Throw them a bone. I'm just really looking at all these tough book models now, trying to see which one. <laughs> you think I'm kidding? I've got a. I'm, which tough book was it? It's not that one. Uh, if you see uh, two girls, 31. one tough book, do not go there. That is okay, definitely. On. Go back to incognito. That's a. That's a. That's a. That's a very specialized website. Um, mm-hmm. Turn on my VPN and get out the. <laughs> so they're looking and you know darcy gets in and she she's going more in trying to get into more of the firewalls and then jimmy goes they figure out tyler is hiding a lot more a hell of a lot more than he's letting on yeah he has tabs on every single person in there so he knows what's going on how many people they're looking at um and jimmy's just confused and then what i loved about this part is all of a sudden it said reacquiring asset and then it zeroes in like gps um to this big red dot walking and it's the only thing walking everything else is still then we go over to vision who's walking down the street this means that tyler has something where he can keep tabs on vision when he was taken apart maybe they put like some sort of tracker in there i actually have a really really big theory on this too um as we get a little bit further into this uh, about what vision is it's only uh, it's only prudent to low jack your vision like you want you gotta have that on jack your vision yeah (laughs) said the program is tracking as a uh the vibranium or decay of vibranium or something like that right so since that's what vision is made of it could just be vibranium synthesoid you know, tracking what the vibranium is mm-hmm. it could be or again i've got a theory as we get further into this i, I think i know where you're going with it too <laughs> I, I think you might too actually um, i think i know where you're going with it so you think so for everyone listening, he thinks Mephisto is a vision. Um, oh, I, but never mind. For everyone, for, for everyone listening, Justin's getting in the same car as Director Dick right now. Oh, Dick. As Director Dick from here on out. 
<laughs> you just so go walking around yourself. your house referring referring to yourself as director dick from now on <laughs> director dick walking in the room and and only talking the third dude director like, dick only talking the third. <laughs> director dick needs a coke uh announce every time you go to the bathroom director dick going to the bathroom um oh, my penis would also be named director dick so director <laughs> <laughs> Oh, or would that be private dick that'd be, that'd be assistant director dick there. assistant director there you go Kyle gets it <laughs> he'd be ass dick um, so Vision's walking down the street and what strikes you immediately is nothing is moving but the lights in this if you notice like the lights move like there's a couple flickering lights like yeah. from the lampposts <clears throat> but none of the adults none of the kids are moving and this is getting further and further outside of times square <clears throat> and there's some he goes to some asian lady in red glasses and like wearing like a little pumpkin necklace and i think he doesn't he ask her are you okay Mm-hmm. It's like asking like that's your kid. Are you watching? You know, yeah. And she's just nothing. Like she's not moving. So which means the further outside of town you're getting, looks like the less control Wanda has. What I thought was really cool is if you watch that scene, it looks like something from Halloween, the the horror movie, um, to where it's like. Um, you know, before when it was everybody was trick or treating and the family's around, basically when Wanda's around, it's bright colors and and people are having fun. Now it's foggy, it's dark. There's little lights here and there, but it's very eerie. And, and they're flickering. Like the how the tone changes whenever it's Vision trying to figure out what's going on in this. So right. I thought that was shot beautifully. You kind of well, see the the end of the cul-de-sac there, just the, you know, like visuals and stuff. The colors you have the the yard decorations that are set out, the tombstones and whatever. And one side is kind of that green, vision green. The other side is is red. I, that caught me. And it, it, it's really hard to make out, but he's standing. There's a part where he's standing in front of a stop sign. You can see the street sign above it. And I think you may be able to see it on the map earlier too. This is Rolling Hills, and I think. That's a product reference earlier in the show um, on something like a juice box or something that the kids it was, the, it was the milk carton. Milk the milk carton. carton had rolling hills. Yep. Um, vision switches over to Synthesoid Vision from mm -hmm. Goofy Sitcom Vision. And because he notices the kids aren't moving, nothing is moving. And he flies up into the air, which I thought this was just a cool scene. Because as he's looking around, you look towards the center of town, there's all these lights on. And then as he starts panning around, there's very, very sparse lights. You hardly see anything. Then he turns, you know, 180, and it looks like there's one solitary car by this intersection. So he flies down to see who it is, what's going on, and why this car isn't moving. He touches down and he looks and who is in the car? It's Agnes. 
she's dressed like a witch, but it's Agnes, which I thought it was hilarious. Agnes was dressed as a witch. Mm-hmm. Um, and he kept asking her, Agnes, what are you doing? And she wasn't moving. Her face stayed the same. And what did she, re- what did she reply to him? What was the line? She was trying to go to the town square, the town's square scare. And she said something about how she made a wrong turn. And he said, in the town you grew up in? And But yeah, she just has this faraway look saying she got lost. Um, yeah, he said, yeah, exactly. And Agnes is just, she's not moving. Which was just odd. And, you know, Vision kind of makes a joke of it, but he's dressed up like Vision. Um, and then when she says took a wrong turn, her eyes start completely tearing up. Yeah. Um, and then vision is looking and he's like, okay, there's no one around. So he releases her. He does the mind trip. And Agnes is just like, what the hell is going on? Where am I? And then she looks and she goes, you know, you, you're one of the Avengers. She immediately recognized Vision as one of the Avengers. And she grabbed his hand and goes, are you here to help us? This scene makes me think that it, Agnes is not Agatha Hart, Harkness. You want to say something? Well, I, I, I don't know. Because it, it, it definitely makes it to where she's just another <laughs> person. Mm-hmm. Uh, but having her dressed as a witch, I mean, all of these nods throughout the entire show, I mean, it, it has to be. Um, it, it could be. It could be she's getting overpowered. Yeah. Yeah. I but guess. the thing is, but then, she's known it, the whole time. Why even bring her in if she's just going to be overpowered and be another character? Right. So that's that's what confused me about this is because it just shows that she's being controlled like anyone else who doesn't have powers, who isn't a witch. Um, unless she's faking it, you know, that type of thing. But I, how she desperately reacts to vision and, you know, your, your, your vision, you're an Avenger, you know, all of that. Are you here to save us? It doesn't seem like an act, so I'm, I'm interested to see where this goes because mm-hmm. that that totally like put all of my theories to the side because I thought she would be like Peter, where it'd be like, "Hey, Vision, oh wait, she's not around. Cool, so you're cool." You know, she would you know break the fourth wall, if you will, with Vision, but she didn't. She was she's part of it. So she still could be Agatha Harkness. I I don't know. I don't know. Again, this damn show is throwing us for loops left and right. What we think we know is wrong. What we think we know, we're right on some things. Yeah. Um, and did you just talk about how she said, you know, am I dead? Because she said that. She repeated that like two times, I think. She said, you know, am I dead? And he said, why? And, you know, she said, you know, because you're... And she, he goes, because I'm what? And she said, dead. And then here's what I thought was really interesting. When she just started yelling at him, dead, repeating dead, 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 dead. Like something broke. Mm-hmm. Almost a call back to that first episode where mm-hmm. the wife 
kept saying, yeah. stop it, stop it. So, yeah. What, I mean, what if she could still be Agnes? We're, we're, we're kind of, we may have got a hint earlier in the episode about her still being able to be Agnes, like we think she should be, and her to still being able to be completely clueless because she's, she's far away from Wanda right now. She's functioning. She's still functioning, though. Right, so she's right, outside, right. she's further she's even further away than the frozen adults and the and the kids and stuff. She's still able to function somewhat, so she's closer to to Wanda. Maybe she's a little bit stronger or whatever. But um, and we're thinking that you know Wanda has the ability to transplant memories and things into people, like we're seeing with Peter, where he's Peter but he's Pietro. He's got a little bit of both in there and things going on. Mm-hmm. And so, what if she is, you know, she got double wiped. So she is Agnes, but she's now Agnes with this alternate personality yeah. implanted in there that she is controlling. And the reason that she could be there is think back to the maybe the commercial and the shark isn't Mephisto. The shark's Wanda and Agnes is the little kid on the beach. Or yeah. you know, the other way around that Wanda is has has started draining Agnes's abilities and powers and things and mm-hmm. has drained her down uh, because, you know, yo magic is for survivors. Mm-hmm. And so she needs to draw off of her power to be able to maintain what she's doing. Because I thought that was really odd that everybody else that, that were the minor parts were frozen and she's so much further out than everybody else. And she's still able to, you know, she's, not holding a very coherent conversation, but she's still able to talk to him and communicate. He couldn't talk to the lady in the cul-de-sac that was further into town, but he could talk to Agnes and she could talk back to him. And then he, you know, mind flipped her and brought her back out of it. But I think she could still be Agatha and just kind of double mind wiped. Well, if you think back to last episode, like Wanda's so comfortable with her that she's allowing her to see her use her powers, you know, the kids growing and it's no big deal. So that's why I thought she was in on it kind of like Peter, but that's why this threw me for a loop is because it totally goes back. But that, what you're saying makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cause she, she seems, Wanda seems to be maybe a little bit stronger or a little bit more stable when Agnes is around when Agnes is close by. That's true. Agnes is further away now and she's, you know, having these issues back at town square talking with Peter about, you know, your accent, your accent and him telling, you know, him saying things that's out of character to Wanda, you know, things that she's not expecting him to say. And Agatha is nowhere close by. So that she could be like her anchor, like where she, she's having to draw a little bit of extra power from her for now. Well, and in the comics, she was her anchor too multiple times. So that makes a lot of sense. Um, you know, Vision tells Agnes at this point, I'm trying, I want to reach these people outside of Westview. And she said, how? You know, no one leaves, you know. Um, the, the line that really struck out to me here was Wanda won't even let us think about it. Which shows, again, Wanda's psychologically torturing these people. They can't, they have no free will. And then Agnes just starts doing this maniacal laugh and, you know, just mumbling all is lost. 
That was such a witch laugh, laughing. too. Yeah, it was. That was so good. Okay, that's what I thought, too. And Vision touched her in the head again, and she, you know, went back under Wanda's control, said, I'll fix this. And she looked and gave this creepy smile. I don't know if you guys thought it was as creepy as I did, but when she goes, okie dokie, neighbor, mm-hmm. and does a turnaround. And here's where I said it was extremely important to remember the name Ellis, Ellis Street, or Ellis Avenue, excuse me. As she's turning around, the only part of that sign that you can really see, you can see the stop sign, you know, because it's right there, big and red. But Ellis Avenue, you can read it completely while Rolling Hill, the other street, is dark. But you can see Ellis Avenue. I think this is a throwback to Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and Iron Man 3. The president at the time was President Ellis. So this could be a nod to Iron Man 3 and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, He would have been the president around. No, he would have been president just before because she didn't come around to Age of Ultron, which that was phase two. But I think this could be a nod to President Ellis. Or the stop sign is Mephisto. Or the stop sign is Mephisto. You guys are going to be so sad when I'm right and it is Mephisto. Well, what what it made me think of was Supernatural, where there's crossroad demons, and this mm-hmm. is the only crossroad we've seen, and Mephisto being a demon, therefore we're seeing this crossroad because of Mephisto is going to be in this. So that's where I thought you were going, and I was going to... Oh, no, 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 no. Like that was way beyond what I I was just going for simple. <laughs> oh, that's President Ellis because I just got done watching Iron Man three. With the crossroads logic, that means Agnes is now either going to be a extremely she's going to be an extremely great either fiddle or guitar player after this crossroad interaction. She's going to pick up those skills. And Charlie Daniels is going to come in. Oh God! Imagine Charlie Daniels as a too soon X Man. No, not at all. I would love to see him come back and be an X-Man. As an so, X-Man, that would be awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If anyone can bring back, it would be Wanda. Be the fiddler. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Um, we get back to Darcy hacking into the system, and you look at the medical project MS-247. I think that's a reference to one of the comics the Avengers comics where we were introduced to Photon, Captain Marvel. Um, if I remember my lore right, I could be wrong on that. Um, but then Monica gets this text and she said, this smile, you know, my way back in the hex will be here in an hour. You just got to meet my guy over the ridge. I'm telling you, it's Reed Richards. <laughs> It's going to be Reed Richards. I think this is how they're going to introduce the Fantastic Four. So I'm hoping next episode, we, you know, we should see who this next guy is or who this guy is next episode. And, so and I'm, I'm not going to cheese and go out to IMDb because that would probably spoil who is going to be playing him. Who are you hoping to see? Well, I mean, we already know if you've read anything about this show, who's playing Reed Richards. We do? Did I miss that? Yeah. There's Tom. 
John Krasinski. Okay, John yeah. Krasinski. Oh, yeah, we talked about that last. Okay. Yep. But the it's been a week. Uh, different projects, the numbers, and you mentioned that, like several of those numbers correspond with important uh, Vision and Wanda um, comics. Comics. And so, like, there's the the one thirteen that that's what I mentioned earlier, um, but that's the um, oh gosh, shoot, it'll take me a second. Uh, that's the one where something. I think it's the one where Wanda makes everyone pay, makes the world pay for Vision's death. Uh, one thirteen, but several of those numbers did have. Um, significance significance to that so right as that starts whenever all those different files come up you can at home sit there and pause it and then look it up and pause it and look it up it's oh do you you think those were clues or just uh fan service easter eggs i think it's fan service easter eggs yeah yeah because i mean it, it goes real quick like you you literally have to pause and pause pause and pause pause and pause uh, to be able to see each one because it, it's so quick. So that's why it makes me think it's it's some type of Easter egg just with fans. Just like he did when um, Agnes was bent over with the bedazzled butt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, exactly. Pause and pause. pause, and pause. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Monica's ready to get back into the hex. And Darcy tells her, you cannot do that. And she's like, or uh, Jimmy, like one of my favorite lines. Says, sure, we can. I'm a hot, or I'm a whiz at hot wiring cars. And you know, and Monica jokes, she can just worst thing that happens is she's gonna put me on what she say, bell bottom jeans or something. Uh, jeans or low rise, ultra low rise jeans. <laughs> um, and removes her free will. And she said, Hayward has your blood work. And this is super important. This gets to another one of my theories. Um, you've gone through it twice, and it's rewritten your cells at a molecular level. It's changed you. I think this is how they're going to bring now. I think this is how they're bringing mutants into the fold. I think this is saying, if you've been inside the hex, you've been rewritten. You're now a mutant. I think this is how they're going to be mutants, because you know mutants aren't huge, but there's like what 3,800 people in there right now, give or take. Yeah, yeah I think so. I have a feeling they're all going to be mutants at this point. Hmm. So, in the comics, um, wasn't Monica Rambo the, um, the Captain next- Marvel photon? So, is but she's not considered a mutant Mm-mm. in the comics. No, she got her powers. I believe it was, um, they're originally from the quantum, the nega bands, the quantum bands, I believe. So, do you think they're trying to rewrite how she got her powers, or maybe rewrite her powers and leave uh, Carol Danvers as um, Infinity Stone power? as as the captain marvel and then they're going to bring her in as something different i bet they're going to bring her in as photon with as many times as they've mentioned photon on this i bet she's going to be photon i she won't be captain marvel i bet she'll be photon number one um number two again i think this is how they're writing mutants into the fold 
Because if they're saying it's rewriting you at a molecular level, I think this is how they're getting mutants into the universe. Yeah. The because they really haven't some of her other aliases were Photon, Daystar, Spectre, Lady of Light. They haven't mentioned that, but man, you've seen Photon several times. You see Photon almost every episode at this point. So I mean it's almost as, as often as you see hexes. And so yeah. that, that has to be reinforcing that yeah, she's gonna do be photon. I didn't see as many so hexes in this episode either. Now that you mentioned that, like before we'd see you would see them everywhere. You were looking. I just didn't catch as many. As many. There wasn't uh, yeah, there wasn't as many, but it was still there. Like, yeah, like what, the super hidden Tyler was there. Things. Yeah. They they weren't you, you, no, you're absolutely right. It wasn't the in your face. Yeah. Um, you know, they go back and then now we're back inside the hex in the middle of the town square. And Wanda and Pietro are talking. And this is super pivotal because this is what makes you put Pietro as super sus at this point. They're talking and he basically looking off the distance and, you know, he says, I think mom and dad would have loved it. And she's like, yeah, I think they would have. And they're watching the kids run by and, and then Pietro has this look on his face, like this all knowing look. And he asks her, where were you hiding these kids up till now? Because again, we didn't see these kids before. Mm-hmm. And he has just this, this look on his face. So at this point, when you guys heard this part and then saw Wanda's face, what did you guys think? Like, what were the thoughts that were running to your head at this part? I liked that it was going back to the tropes of typical sitcoms. Because he says something about no need to traumatize them except for the occasional um, holiday episode or something like that. Yeah, right. He's... He's breaking the fourth wall with her saying, hey, I, I totally understand. Yeah, I just want to know where you, where you got them. But I understand if they've just been sleeping in their beds the whole time because, um, you know, you just need kids for this this episode. So um, that's that's what my first thought was, was, man, it's cool that they're continuing this this trope. What do you think, Al? I, I agree with you on that, that um... – he really, how he's breaking it down, you know, like she, like I said, her look uh, is that just that kind of look of shocking. You see it; she has that a lot more this episode, um, and so that's that's where you start really questioning things. Of you know, is is he is he planted in there? Is this something that's outside of her control? Did did sword put him in there did somebody else put him in there um did she did her you know does she have this split thing i'm still kind of liking my whole she's doing things without her without knowing that she's doing things um you know she's grief stricken and and all that that she's she's doing things to cope and doesn't know that she's doing them you know so he's talking with happy suburban um wanda right now right uh, 
and he he really talks to me. He talks about you know how you get you made life better here for everybody, not just yourself. You gave people better jobs, and look how happy they can be, and all this stuff. Personalities aren't that far off from who they really are, so mm -hmm. it's really humane what you're doing. Yeah, very ethical. I think it's very ethical. Well, you know, he he tells her too. You know, this is a he's not mad. He's impressed. This is a big leap from giving him nightmares and just hexing him. Yeah, but to and go then Kyle's her next line is, "You don't think it's wrong?" So that's alluding to that she knows what she's doing and she's wanting some validation from him, saying, "You don't think what I'm doing is wrong?" And he's like, "No, are you kidding me?" Um, so it it could be that it's switching between the suburban and the one who knows suburban mom soccer mom and the one who knows but i mean she goes from the what are you talking about and then when he's like well you know this this and this and this and this are actually quite impressive you've done a great job with this this and this and she's like okay well he knows so you don't think it's wrong um so that makes me think that she does know everything and she is controlling everything he says one thing in their conversation that kind of still put the some doubt in my mind and made me think like maybe he's a plant because he's he's buttering her up or he's, he seems like he's buttering her up and making her comfortable to talk with him because she's not doesn't seem quite sure of you know peter pietro thing right now then he asked her how did you do this mm -hmm. and it's like he's trying to pull information out of her at that point not for his knowledge but for somebody else's knowledge or some right some nefarious well, reason possibly but or maybe then, not even nefarious, makes, just trying to, to contain it. Right. Well, then what makes me think that she doesn't consciously know she's doing all this was when she goes, I just remember feeling alone, just empty. Just She's just, you know, kind of an, it's that traumatized look you get when you just truly don't know and you're just saying, I just feel empty, which makes me think it's her subconscious. Mm -hmm. Um. But then again, this damn show throws us for a loop that makes me think maybe he's not sus and he is Pietro because she turns away and looks at him again. And then there's his costume. You just see like his chest and there's these blood stains, like these four blood stains on there. Like you, he just got shot and it zooms out to his face and it's just like dead vision. His eyes are glazed over like he's dead and his skin's pale white and he's got like blood from his mouth, just like our... Quicksilver did in Age of Ultron when he died. Yeah. Which makes me think maybe this is Pietro. I think the eyes are incredibly important. Yeah. Um, I agree. I think the eyes are super important, especially some things to come later. His eyes and Vision's eyes to lead on to there may be some things going on with this that's not totally Wanda involved. And funny you should mention that because then we go back to Darcy and uh, she gets into a file and it's called Cataract. It's a weapons uh, program. And then uh, it's, it says eyes only for Tyler Hayward. So I think, I think you have something there. And previously, when they were tracking Vision, the way they had him tagged, it wasn't the, 
they had him tagged as an asset. Okay, and so a uh, a government military installation, they're not going to tag if they're looking for you and they're tracking you. They're not tagging you as an you know if you're a missing person or you're uh, anything of interest. You're still not tagged as an asset. You're tagged as an asset if if you're something important to that to a program or something that's going on within in that in the in that uh, agency. And so right. Sword has vision classified not as as dead, not as missing. They have Sword uh, Sword has vision classified as an asset. They were doing something with vision, which will come into my theory here in just a little bit. Ooh, I'm waiting. I think I think you might know where I'm going with this too. I am. I don't want to stop. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll pull back. I don't want to take your thunder on this. So I want to see what you say. Um, this thunder. He thinks it's Mephisto. Oh, it's probably it. it's. I think it's Mephisto. Um, if, if you all don't know, I think Mephisto plays a big part of this show. Um, I think this whole thing is just happening in Mephisto's mind. Mm-hmm. I gotta try and figure. Out, okay, he's on a television. If you're watching this video, I gotta figure out how to turn this knob off. Um, Are you calling me oh, we knob? didn't turn our filters on. No, we didn't. Oh, 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 turn your filter on. I was gonna say something, but I thought, uh, it's not my show. So we gotta go back on TV. Hmm. Ah, okay, I'm back. Woo! We're back on TV. Um, you pan to Hayward, he's looking, and you see this red dot moving towards the perimeter of the hex. And Hayward tells him to move out. And Darcy goes, what are you doing? Because it's Vision. It's Vision walking towards the perimeter of the hex. Vision's getting out. And he stops in front of it momentarily, looks at it. And if he could breathe, you could almost see him like take this deep breath as he starts to walk through it. But as he's starting to walk through it, it's painful. It looks painful to him to walk through if an android can feel. Synthesoid. Yeah. And you know, Sword is mobilizing to where he's going out. And again, the hex is red. And if you look at it, I think the hex at this point now looks like our ending credits on the digital. I think that's exactly what it looks like. And Vision finally walks out. And I, okay, I don't know about you guys. I started actually yelling at the TV at this part part when Darcy ran out right by all the damn soldiers when she's not supposed to be on this base. Like this is one part I'm just like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> no, that's not what you're supposed to do at all. No. <laughs> and you know, vision comes out and he's grunting and you can see almost I thought this is great. It looks like strings on him. Um I think Justin, did you bring this up a couple episodes again? Or was it Kyle? I don't uh, remember what I talked about to, last week. Re- reference to Ultron. Um, but a piece of vision goes flying back, and Darcy's like, no, why aren't you helping him? It's like, no, what are you doing? Stop. You're going to get in trouble. And, you know, vision's basically calling out in pain, and then you pan out to billy Mm -hmm. and billy hears this hayward saying 
you know, he's just looking out into nothing, just this intense look. And then you hear Hayward. He really does one out, doesn't he? And then speed comes up next to him. And Billy holds out his hand and stops him with magic. So we see Billy has Tommy has inherited Pietro's powers. Billy has inherited Wanda's. It looks like, except he's not glowing red. His is blue. And then they go, mom, you know, and then they go looking for Wanda and they just start saying, you know, dad's in trouble. He's in my head. And this part was just completely messed up to me too, is when we see vision on the ground outside there and he's decaying. Yeah. Turning back into what we saw in infinity war. Exactly. And which this goes to prove vision can only this vision as we know can only exist within the hex. It looks um, so painful for him. Oh yeah. And he's down on the ground. I mean, he's just decaying. And then he's down on the ground at this point and they're handcuffing poor Darcy to a uh, one of the trucks. And you knew that wasn't going to end well. Right. It never does. And then, you know, Billy's like telling, you know, I don't understand what's happening because, you know, he just got his powers. So he's confused. And then Wanda's like, where, you know, where is he? Where's your dad? And this part just, this was messed up too. When Pietro goes, don't, you know, don't sweat it. It's not like your dead husband can die twice. And then Wanda just, just uh, this look of just psycho and turns and hits him with a hex bolt and Pietro goes flying. And what I thought was really interesting was no one in town thought that was an unusual. Hmm. Like they, they were all just going about their business. Um, and then Billy's looking and he sees vision like dying basically. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he says, they think that he's dying and Wanda hexes up everyone stops even the uh wacky waving inflatable man stops i don't know if you guys caught that too wacky waving uh wanda closes her eyes and then everything goes red as you see jimmy and monica you know they they'd hot wired this humvee and they're they're driving out of town to go meet monica's contact and all of a sudden the hex starts getting closer wanda is expanding the hex field and hayward like a little bitch just starts you know you know tells everyone to get out of there and darcy's still handcuffed to this vehicle along with some sword agents are still there um and they literally leave one of the guys that was guarding darcy and the the Stadium lights turn into like flagpoles. It goes over decaying vision. He turns normal. And I don't don't know if you guys caught this, but I started cracking up too when Darcy goes, oh, fudge. Mm -hmm. But the interesting thing was we see everyone else turn into something. We don't Mm -hmm. know what she turns into. And so we don't know if she is in this town if she was turned into something or if yeah you know, i don't think they would kill her off for sure 
no but, um i think that's kind of interesting but but yeah the um the big stadium lights turn into string lights the helicopter gets turned into an air balloon yep yep and then everything gets turned into a circus and and the soldiers get turned into clowns and it's just frightening storyline yeah. where um scarlet witch quicksilver and oh shoot i think it was um hawkeye mm-hmm. uh they actually join uh the circus and so I, I don't know if this is a direct um uh, reference to that or if it's just but again like we said there's really not anything that's ever really chance big things on this so so i think that is it's it's referencing whenever they actually join the circus so we'll see where that goes yeah well when, this, I, when i saw the circus pop up i was really looking for like any reference to like Kurt Wagner or anything because we don't know if we're tying yeah. more mutant stuff in or hopefully that's where we're going. I mean, the Nightcrawler, one of my favorites, and you know, he was uh, that was a big part of his story, especially in the movies. Was you know, he talked about the circus quite a bit, and so that's why I'm, I'm kind of excited next week to be looking for any. Please don't let Darcy be Nightcrawler. Oh, I hope not. Well, she's not German enough. And they wouldn't change her gender and everything else like that. So I I think, I don't know. I don't know. Wouldn't they? Darcy's character. Does she have an alternate, like. Mm -mm, She was made up for the movies. That's what I thought, too. So really, they can do anything with it. Mm -hmm. But I don't think they would turn her into Nightcrawler. They'd probably, I don't think they would either. No. Yeah. And didn't she make um, a Darcy make a reference to um, like when she was being bussed in to the camp? Something about circus or clowns or? Did she? Something like that. Okay. So someone go back and listen to our uh, episode where Darcy gets bussed in and uh, let us know. Put it in the Discord hmm. or on the Facebook page. Um. So Tyler is just, they're flooring it. And that, the hex barrier almost, I mean, this thing is just engulfing. It looks like at this point, it just keeps going. Like, we don't know how far they've driven, but we know that they're flooring it. Yeah. And it hits the back of the vehicle, but they didn't show, you know, if it actually hit the vehicle or not. And they keep going and Tyler keeps going, is anyone there? Is anyone there? And it goes over um, one of my favorite parts was, you know, made the sign more, more like 80s. And then they go over a current car dealership mm. and then it turns into one of those 90s car dealerships. Um, and he, he just pleading, can anyone hear my voice? Which means this thing got everyone. Yeah. Okay. So you ready about what my theory is about vision? Well, and yes. then, you know, it, it it ends with Wanda opening her eyes and they're red and then they stop being red and we get the typical ending scene. So going along with what you said, how he's an asset, how they were taking him apart, how S.W.O.R.D. is um, the uh, Sarkovia Accords are in place, how S.W.O.R.D.'s in charge of policing them, how S.W.O.R.D. is, you know, the next generation, next tech stuff the high-tech stuff 
I think they turned Vision into a Sentinel. And that's how they can keep track of him. Ooh. And he's an asset. I think he might be a Sentinel. Like the first and that Sentinel would, then? The first Sentinel, like Sentinel Prime. And hmm. I think that that's how... Because um, there's a theory going around too um, that Tyler could be Ultron. There was a comic story where um, this... I think he was a senator um, that he was totally against the Avengers and like just, you know, blocked him at every chance he could. He ended up being Ultron hmm. in human form. There's just theory that Tyler could be Ultron. I don't think that one has a lot of bite to it. Yeah. But I think that Vision might be the Sentinel. <laughs> he could be the Sentinel we're looking for. But I think he could be a Sentinel. And this is how they're going to start policing the mutants, too. I don't know. I don't think it, I don't think it depends on how much of vision is retained. So how much of his personality, how much, I mean, cause this is a dude that could pick up Thor's hammer, mm -hmm. the purest of pure. So I don't think he would then hunt down um, mutants or hunting down people just because they were, were different and try to kill them. So I, I don't know. It depends on how much of Vision is retained. Mm -hmm. I just don't see Vision doing, actually doing that. And of course, but, in this show, he's being controlled. Right. And can, I, I can understand that. But even him being controlled here, um, he's showing his humanity or he's showing right. empathy. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. I don't know. I, but, I don't know if I subscribe to that but i can see it happening but he's also vision when he's inside the field he can only be vision within within the field and if you remember, remember vision anything in, though right if you remember vision was in pieces too mm -hmm. how did he you know get put back together i mean it could be like wanda like when she's putting together the crib by the magic by the hex magic but i mean he could be a sentinel that's how they're keeping track of him they could have implanted stuff in him and him not know it. He is a synthesoid. He's not real. Or you know what I mean, though? He's not a real person. So I don't know. It's it, like I said, it, it's just a. I'm just swinging for the fences right now. But with all this mutant talk, it makes me think, you know, Sentinels, that was a big enemy. Maybe he's going to be the first of the Sentinel line. This is how they're going to introduce Sentinels into the line because. Mm um if you remember um days of future past you know the nimrod sentinels kind of very vision like you know yeah and that they could adapt to anything i mean that's what a sentinel is so i don't know could be that could be okay here's my long my long shot my long th shot theory of the week that's all gonna wrap up so it's we're gonna find out that uh you know he wasn't a sentinel. This was all you know a plot to to get Wanda to her peak ability. Um, you know, because that was that was some of the uh Fox X-Men a little bit of that lore was you know, extreme stress brings out the with the right influence brings out the gene. That's what happened with, with Deadpool. He you know, he got dosed. And then he got, you know, tortured, and then boom, he's 
you just it activated the X gene. Um, but they're trying to see, you know, trying to get Wanda to her maximum ability um, before she, you know, is recruited into whatever it is that's going to be going on. It's not actually Sword that's doing it. It is Sword, but it's not Sword. Sword's got a deep hand in it. And as right before the final credits roll and things wrap up in the last episode, Hayward will still be alive. He'll turn and look at the camera as he walks away, and his eyes will turn yellow. You think it'll be uh, Mystique or Sinister? I'm thinking Mystique. Is that's my? I'm not, I'm not thinking this is what's going to happen, but that's my long shot theory. That I think that would be t- a really fun one. That would be really or, cool. Or Sinister. Sinister's high tech into genetic stuff. Holds on to people's genetics mutations, their DNA codes. That's a long shot. That's a way long shot. Yeah, like I, the, I like the Mystique theory, one though. because of the the old school Mystique and and. Uh, Magneto tie in, and you have Magneto with those two, and mm-hmm. you know you have actually you have Magneto's actual son, if that is Peter instead of Pietro in there, he's inside the hex now. So I like that one. So if eyes turned yellow. I'm just gonna flip it, my shit and say, "Ha! I called it with my uh, long shot." I'm out. I'm out, boys. Um, so if you guys like what we're saying, if you disagree with what we're saying, you know, go to our Discord channel, start a discussion. Um, mm-hmm. Justin and B-Rob had a great discussion uh, about a week and a half ago. Yep. Um, come on in. We need some more chatter in that Discord channel. We do. We do. Um, but yeah, start some topics. Give us some discussion. Tell us what you think. Um, with that, uh, Kyle, what'd you learn this week? What did I learn this week? Hmm. I'll let you know tomorrow what I learned, if letting my water drip was enough or not. <laughs> Currently, this <laughs> storm coming through, I, I've got no water going in the that, house as of about midway through the day. So, so this, is, my, this is what we'll find out for frozen. next our next Nurky, what Kyle learned. Mm-hmm. Just if I show up unkempt and then showered, you know that, yep, it's really screwed. <laughs> Justin, what'd you learn? I found out I can be dazzle uh, sweats and wear them and feel just pretty. If our next Nurky, you are not wearing bedazzled sweats, I am going to be highly disappointed. What what should it say on the butt? Because Naughty's already taken, Juicy's already taken. What what should it say on the butt? Mm. How about we pull uh, chime in on the Discord? Just put nerdy. Yes. Oh, I like that. Vote what Justin is going to be dazzle on his ass for the next Nurky. I, th- I think Nurky. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, just uh, Kyle put a poll out there. I'll or have that out there. Just, just put something out there for it. Well, with me being in sweatpants, I think several polls will be out there, if you know what I'm saying. Oh, oh. no, you didn't. It's really cold, though. But anyway, it is really, it is really cold. The water was cold. The water was cold. I swear, it was shrinkage. And what did you learn, sir? I learned that Kat Denning had no clue that she was coming back for WandaVision. 
they called her up. They cold called her, said, do you want to come back as Darcy? And she said, yes, whatever it is, I'll do it. You know, in the very cat way. She, yes, whatever it is, I'll do it. I don't care what it is. I'll do it. She didn't even know she was coming back for WandaVision. Hmm. She just knew she was replaying the character. Nice. So, Kyle, what are you reading, reading or watching this week? So this last, you're talking about what I've done this last week mm-hmm. or, okay. Mm-hmm. So, um, reading, I, I read house of M. Um, it's a lot quicker than I thought it would be. Like I, I got through it, you know, a lot, a lot faster than I thought I would have. Um, but I kind I did kind of rush through it. I, I think I got through it in about like an hour and a half reading it. So I want to go back and reread and look for some finer details, but it, it, it was, uh, it was really good. Um, and I have almost finished my run on um, all the uh, Fox X-Men movies. I think um, all I have left right now is like Logan, Deadpool 2, and Dark Phoenix, maybe. You is it Dark Phoenix? Even need to, yes, you don't even need to watch that. But I, got, I have to. I have to. I know I you have, have to. to com- I've got to complete I, the run. You're, you're like I am. You're a completionist. But mm, well, when I told you I was going back and I was plowing, I was going to go through all those, and I was like, "Hey, I'm on, uh, you know, X two. Like, you don't even have to watch those. Like, I'm going to, but but you really don't have to watch those. But I have to. Like, I can't not do this, you know. And and I'm I'm really glad I did. So I'm glad I didn't listen to you. Good, (laughs) Justin. Uh, new thing that I'm watching. Uh, so in honor of the Lunar New Year, um, there's a really great movie that's on Netflix. It was nominated for a uh, Golden Globe yep, for yep, yep. Uh, animation. It's called Over the Moon. Yep. So it's about a basically a girl who was told a fable growing up um, about a long lost uh, or a princess who's on the moon and uh long lost love and and so in very pixar up and soul uh fashion there's a death very early on and and so there's it's it's actually pretty good it's a musical but it also has very much of the pixar style animation so Mm -hmm. um so i'd I'd recommend that to anyone especially anyone that has kids um but even if you don't have kids i think you'll enjoy it so that's what i'd recommend when it pulls heavy from chinese mythology too yes Heavy, heavy, heavy. And lunar, for those that aren't sure, Lunar New Year is also called Chinese New Year, um, but many different Asian cultures uh, celebrate Lunar New Year. So mm-hmm. was, what, three days ago? Four days ago? It was Friday, two days ago. Okay, two days ago. There you go. So we celebrated it in my house. So I did not get a red envelope from you. I'm still a little bitter. Uh, I'll send you a red rocket in the mail um (laughs) hello in the envelope um what i watched this past week was i am since we're going through mcu the mcu movies i'm rewatching all the mcu movies so i am on right now i am on um captain i just got through dark world and I am on um, Winter Soldier now. Nice. Just started Winter Soldier. And then I discovered I have all the Marvel movies in 4K except for Winter Soldier. So I had to reorder that. Do you have uh, Disney Plus? 
Mm-hmm. Well, I guess you do this since we're watching Window Vision. Yes. Everything on that. If, 4K. Uh, like, you know, we have the Apple 4K. Yeah. Um, Apple TV. So everything on Disney Plus is Dolby, and, uh, Atmos, and... Atmos. Mm-hmm. So... That so, is correct. But yeah. I have them all in 4K uh, physical media, right. except for that one. Uh, so are you so, watching them on the physical media? Are you watching them no. on the Blu-ray disc? No, I'm watching them through Vudu. But um, you directly benefit by me getting this 4K anyway. So, um, yeah. So it it literally that's the only Marvel movie left that I don't have in 4K. So I I started twitching when I figured that out. Like literally, I'm like, I, I gotta gotta get it, gotta get it, gotta get it. So. Scratch that itch. I'm on, yeah, I know. I'm on Winter Soldier right now, so we're getting I'm, there. I'm gonna rewatch that one whenever we get it. That's that's out of the whole run, still one of my favorite movies out of all of them. Quite possibly, I was that was the movie I was so excited to see, and the one that totally paid off. God, I love that movie, it's so good. It's a great movie, and then we'll discuss that during our MCU phase two. Yeah. Um, well, ironically enough, we just yesterday we got through, um, mcu phase one part three and we only got through uh captain america captain america <laughs> and we really didn't even get super deep into captain america really no no I mean, no 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 we, we didn't covered... get it we no we got through thor oh we got through thor that's right okay yeah, yeah. captain america's tomorrow we're, we're recording again tomorrow and it's just gonna oh. be we're only gonna get i guarantee you it's only gonna be first avenger so yeah. we're gonna be phase eight by the time you get through just phase three yeah. oh shit it's not even going to be that it's going to be like phase or part 16 subsection I, three i did not think we would talk about thor as long as we did i did because I, I really, we just start getting into it well i know i know but but dark World, oh good lord that's just an abortion it's awful <laughs> Um, it's got its points uh then you know totally redeemed with taika latini so yeah yeah all of the the thor news with the next one love and love and war is that right love and thunder thunder there you go love and thunder so the um principal photography or principal shootings already is done with um all of the uh guardians that are in it mm-hmm finishing up uh, so it sounds like it's really pushing through but i'm excited to see um christian bale as the baddie so i can't wait because you know he said you either die as a hero or you live long enough to become the villain mm-hmm. lived long enough to become the villain villain well and love and thunder is pulling from the more current thor stories mythology and I'm not going to ruin it for anyone who doesn't know anything about it yet, because we'll discuss that at some other point. Oh, can I can I give away all the spoilers? <laughs> you can if you want. So, Cat uh, Denning, who plays Darcy, becomes Thor. So there you go. He's so full of shit right now. I'm, I'm really full of shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to give away spoilers. It's, I'm ready for it's it. It's Korg. It's Korg. Korg becomes the new Thor. <laughs> that would be awesome um it's all ghost yeah yeah it's all ghost and then he goes after uh what is it 
noob killer or whatever it was noob hunter he's back um so yeah so it, it's gonna be a lot of fun so yeah. with that we've kept you guys long enough mm -hmm. um thank you thank you thank you for sticking with us we really appreciate you all yeah very much um, I, I i hope you guys enjoy listening to this as much as we enjoy doing this this is this for me this is a good outlet so we just we really really appreciate you all so with that um this has been every man's guide to nerddom this has been our nerky i'm chris i'm kyle and thanks again to justin for sitting in with us we can't wait to see your uh, bedazzled ass in the next episode oh and you shall see it well bedazzled sweatpants <laughs> I, put them on the sweatpants like they have the, to be on the sweatpants yeah not your actual bedazzled ass itself or you know whatever it's free <laughs> that country. might be amazing in itself i will be on my only fans page <laughs> <laughs> we'll see y'all later we'll see you you guys have a good one bye-bye nerd coke rise up it could get elevated nerd coke rise up it could get elevated. Nerd core used to be just a made up word. MCs shied away from belief. Rest assured, they sleep hard no longer. We